gonna get so much money. I don't need a job. says who does he think he is i just told you who i thought i was a god i just told you that's who i think i am ladies and gentlemen welcome to the alpha regiment podcast live welcome from back, everybody uh the united states of america the southeastern parts from where no yeah from the southeastern region of the united states it's two guys talking over Zoom, FaceTime. Coming in first at six feet two inches, and that's not on top of the six feet. Oh. <laughs> Is your friend from Lakeland, Brady. And it's about six foot four, Tyler. <laughs> Sorry. Sort of freak, sort of freaked <laughs> out. Right. Yeah, he was put on the spot. He couldn't handle the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking, Tyler should I lie? Should I round up my height from six three and a half? Should I go six four? I I round it up. I'm definitely like six one. Yeah, three quarters or something like that. Because there's no way I'm actually six two. Yeah. But it's okay. It's all right. They don't know. They won't know. Um, I mean, we were talking bef- before the podcast. A little bit Read about it. how. Your job sucks. Now, no one's going to be able to relate to this. Because everyone loves their no. job. Yeah, for sure. No one could possibly relate to uh, the jaded feeling of, like, there's really no... I feel no sense of success or that I've done <laughs> uh, anything significant. I feel like I've just skated by for a year and a half now, and I'm not passionate about what I do anymore at all. I'm just kind of, like finding ways to get by on the bare minimum even though they're giving me more responsibility and i'm still fucking that up um yeah which is cool uh because it's not that really doesn't fall on me that falls on the manager so i think my manager might get fired before i do i might just be an omen of death for managers in this company because i've been through like five and i've only been around a little over a year you know what you could do but that's fine dude what i mean since you're in sales you could do um starting only fans uh no <laughs> Nobody would probably buy it. Come on, Tyler. If you like really degraded yourself, then yes. Well, it's not. It's not for pornography. What did you think I was talking? If about? you did like some wild stuff, teaching origami. No. <laughs> if you did like, I don't know, shoving like Hot Wheels cars up your butt or something. There we go. Yeah. And people get to, or oh oh people. If they pay you 50 bucks, they can send something in the mail and you have to put it up your ass. Oh, mm-hmm. Tyler, you're an entrepreneur. This might, yeah, a little customization in the OnlyFans packages. It's all fun and games until somebody sends me a dildo. Please don't send me one of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. Or some anal beads. Just definitely don't send me anything like that. I would hate it. Why is your tone like that? What's my tone? What's wrong? <laughs> I was just saying how much I would hate it if somebody maybe sent like a little like I don't know green vibrator of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Green army so one, or maybe some just with a nice little like I don't know. It's got to have some kind of anchor on the end so I don't get it lost up there. <laughs> yeah. And please, please don't include any lubrication in there. I would hate that. Whoa. What if you um 
I don't know why. The, when I was talking earlier. Oh, sorry. No, you go. I was going to have a really weird. I was going to say something weird. That's okay. I was I was actually going to say that uh, when we were talking right before we got on here, and I was saying like, it felt like Walter Mitty. This this has been my daydream. Yeah. What have you... <laughs> This has been it. <laughs> just fucking being a cam girl. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just being a little e-girl. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was never into kisses. I was never into camming personally. I didn't like Omega. I was kind of, I was always nervous. When people were on Omega. Why are you nervous? You don't know them. They don't know you. It's like the whole fun part. That's why I was nervous. I don't know. It was weird. It is weird. Omega is weird. Also, because you never knew when someone would just be jacking off, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, that was going to be my next go-to. I mean, everyone who jacked off on Omegle jacked off to kids' faces. Sadly. That's a weird thing to do, guys. Yeah, don't do that. Disgusting. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Get on Omegle and crack some jokes. Get on Omegle and be Come the on. one being jerked off, too. Then you're in yeah. the clear. You're in the clear. <laughs> I always had a lot of respect for the dudes that got on there with a full face of makeup. It looked like a girl and then just spoke with their regular man voice and freaked people out. Oh, that's interesting. I've never seen that. Oh, did I just expose myself? Oh, what the hell? I'm just kidding. I've actually never been on Omegle. Yeah. But no, I understand the concept. Um, What have you... That's why what? instead of doing Omegle, I do it I do it regular. And I just knock on random people's doors. What? Is... Talk for two minutes and leave. Yeah, you're a door-to-door... Uh, not a salesman, but what, what, what are you? You're just a good guy. No, uh, your door to door good guy. Well, if it was really like, if I was doing Omegle door to door, I'd just be knocking on people's doors and jerking off like fucking Louis C.K. or something. <laughs> I got you. Dude, that would be frightening. Oh, that reminds me. I actually got frightened the other day. This is just a quick little. Uh, uh, yeah, make it quick, Tyler. We all know this. What's here. a cinnamon? What's a what's a synonym for uh, for tidbit? That's like, uh, starts with an R. Is it a synonym for tidbit? For tidbit, you know, like a little, uh, uh, or does it start with an S? Is this is this the important part? Because why not just use tidbit at this point? <laughs> All right, fine. But this is gonna it starts with S, small amount. No, 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 no. Like a like a small like a small passage of information. Um. All right. A soliloquy? Are you talking no, about... No, not a soliloquy. Isn't that like a Shakespeare thing? Yeah. Hold on. I got to Google this. Can you fill in some... Guys. Talks, talk... Tell me about your daydreams, though. My daydreams? Ew, During well, work, yeah. Well, I guess the Omegle thing's off. Sorry, I'm looking at this thing. I fix this real quick. This is bothering me. But, um... Yeah, basically I'll be in work and I'll just be like, damn, I really wish I wasn't here. And then I'll start thinking of like vacations or ideas or something else to do. And I'll end up um, like making a bunch of like plans that I'll probably never come through on. Yeah. Uh, like basically like I'll just like randomly shoot a text to my brother and be like, let's go camping. <laughs> let's get everyone together and go camping. Stuff like that. Nothing like too crazy, except for, I mean, sometimes I'm like, what if I just got back in my work truck and drove across the country and just didn't return it? You know, they'd obviously catch me pretty quickly, but I wonder how far I could get. Uh, Dude, right now I have my Adobe Illustrator pulled up in the background behind this, and I'm working on something 
Uh, not just for Roy, I'm working on something of my own right now. I don't know how I just fucked it up, but I'll fix it later. That being said, uh, shout out Roy. Dude, I gotta finish that shit for you, man. All right. I've been working so hard. I can't find the word that I'm looking for, but we're just gonna run with tidbit. <laughs> yeah, I think it works. <laughs> it does work. I'm just bothered by, uh, I can't find the fucking word. But it's okay. Uh, basically, I was getting, I was getting out of my car. By the way, that was, uh... A great job by you to just talk to yourself and fill in that dead air. Um, you didn't have to call it out. Would have made it seem more professional. If you yeah, know. it was cool though. But it yeah, was I'll cool. My own back. It was cool though. This is why. Yeah, we have a good chance of making it out of the ghetto. Um, I was getting out of my car at this bar in the parking lot, and this like black dude. Tyler, you do you drink? Yeah. I had a be- I had one beer. Cool. I had one beer. That's sick. But sick. I, I was you, yeah. I was. There was a black guy like parked next to me, and he was outside of his car, and he was just sort of like talking on the phone, I guess. But he was like, I didn't see him when I was parked, so I opened my door, and I'm like right in his face, because he was just like standing there, and he turns around and locks eyes with me, but doesn't say anything to me, but he maintains the conversation on the phone this is all pro- this is all what i'm processing after but basically i'd stepped out of the car and a black man was right there like a foot away from me locked eyes and just said chicken fried rice a chicken fried this rice <laughs> and then what you mean? i got kind of i got kind of like scared i almost got back in the car just because i wasn't expecting it but uh just because he popped out of nowhere and said chicken fried no, rice? No, he didn't pop out of nowhere. Did he think it was for I you? I stepped out of the car. I was not looking like up. I was looking down. And I think he was like confirming his wife's Chinese order because he was going to go pick up some Chinese. This is all speculation. But I stepped out of the car and a black man was there. And he looked in my eyes from a foot away. Directly? Yeah. Because he noticed that Into your soul. I got out of the car. And he said chicken fried rice. And I almost... That's all he said. That's all he said. (laughs) What was his inflection? Like the subtext? No, just like, kind of. Like, how did he sound? Uh, Do your best impersonation of this guy really quick. Chicken fried rice. Just that. Just straightforward (laughs) plain. Wait, no. That's it. Chicken fried rice. No, no, dude, no he come. didn't say that. No, he didn't say that. He said, <laughs> "No, he didn't say that." Oh shit! <laughs> Chicken fried rice. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he said it like it was. Uh, like it was. Yeah. Uh, no, he was like chicken fried rice. Wait, maybe it's a question. I've never heard a question of... mark. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe he was delivering. It. No, I think it was more of a. It was more of like a. Chicken fried rice. It was more like that. Sounds like a delivery. All, thing. Did he have a phone? It was, I think. It was, yeah, yeah. He was talking on the phone. He didn't just say oh, it to okay, me. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. My bad. I thought it was like just you. And <laughs> no, no. 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 He's just like hey, she's like chicken fried rice. <laughs> no, Never heard no, of no. anyone being jump scared by a fucking uh, by a fucking Chinese order though. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. No, I get. This is the next. That's the next big twist in yeah. uh, M Night Shyamalan's next movie. Yeah. Screen goes dark, gets real quiet, ominous music playing, and then just chicken fried rice. 
pops up, freaks you out. Shit your pants. Just like, what if you ate chicken fried rice? Yeah. Uh, what do you? We gotta be we gotta be careful talking about Chinese food. We know what that has done to other people in the past. I don't. Uh, I don't. I used to have like Publix Chinese food in Tal- in China. Tallahassee. It would always give me diarrhea, and I would always give it another chance. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time. Dude. Maybe this is maybe this is it. Maybe this is the one where it's solid, and it was always diarrhea. It was always just fucking. It was juicy. Yeah. Just a little slippery, a little Hershey squirt. Watery. And yeah. A little spray paint out the back. And we don't have to get into it, but. No, we don't need to get into it, but you guys get it. It's Valentine's. Where? Yes, it is. Where are you guys? This is me talking to listeners. Where are you guys spending it? Talking to your best friend? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think you guys really understand the concept of love. It's not about dicks and vaginas and nice dinners and flowers. Or love. It's about cracking some jokes with your homie. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, I should have done some research because I definitely should know this, but I really don't know why St. Valentine. Oh, uh, yeah. He was a saint, became eh? Became like a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Valentine. That's, this is his feast day. But I don't really know what he did to get like the whole like love thing. He ate, I don't he know ate what a lot he of got. Pro- yeah. St. <laughs> Valentine is a patron saint of eating bus. He said, I'm not the son of God. He's really good at it. Man, he's like, these these lips, these, this tongue is spoken with God. <laughs> Watch what it can do to your... Yeah. When we do cunnilingus. Did you just call a vagina a cunnilingus? No, when you eat vagina, it's called cunnilingus. Really? Yeah. Since when? Since, like, forever. That's, like, the scientific name. Cunnilingus? Cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. I think something like that. Cunnilingus? Yeah, it's cunnilingus, cunnilingus. You heard of Kundalini? This sounds like a delicious... This either could be two things. This could be a delicious Italian dish I've never had, or this is some <laughs> uh, sad Italian writer from the 1500s. <laughs> it's not Italian. There is no in-between. There, there, not at all. It's actually... there. You're right. There is no in-between, but there is an outside. Because <laughs> it's neither. <laughs> it's an island? No, no, no. <laughs> it's, oh. I said it's neither. Oh, it's neither. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's like a, make a good name for an island. There is an in between. Fuck. All right, go ahead. Uh, it, I mean, it's basically just like a breathing technique slash yoga, where you do it for a while and like a month or so. Ooh. And a Kundalini. Apparently, apparently it makes you yeah Scooby Doo Kundalini. Kundalini. Oh, sorry. Kundalini. <laughs> but uh, bro, Scooby Doo is basically just Chinese guy. Yeah. Ooh. Shaggy, we must do the Kundalini. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but basically you do like, I don't know exactly what it is, but they say that your Kundalini energy is coiled because it's a snake. Kundalini is a snake. It's coiled at the base Ooh, of your okay. spine, right? And when you do this breathing technique slash yoga practice, 
that's like very strict and i'm pretty sure you can't eat meat you just have to go completely vegetarian people will have like these experiences out of the blue that are basically basically like dmt without doing any drugs what yeah there's this guy you gotta uncoil that snake dude that sounds hey man there's some there's some parallels there you tell me i could eat from the tree of knowledge if i cut out meat and breathe right Mm-hmm. see the other side mm-hmm I don't know, dude. That sounds like a bunch of hoobaloo. Hoobaloo. There was a guy. <laughs> or it sounds like a bunch of kundalini to me, man. Kukukachu, <laughs> brother. Kukukachu, <laughs> my man. Uh, no, there was this guy on Adult Swim. Or he had like a brief, uh, he had like a brief series on Adult Swim, but I don't, it never like picked up really, but you can find it on Adult Swim. But he made like a YouTube uh, series called, uh, what was it? The big the Kundalini, the big Les show. It's like an Australian. Oh yeah, comedy yeah. show. We've watched. That. You've seen that? Yeah, yeah. I showed you it, dude. Yeah, yeah, we watched it together. Yeah, a little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah, but he uh, he was doing the Kundalini thing, and he fucking said that he was with his friends, and all of a sudden he just collapsed, and like everything around him, it was basically like DMT. He was just shot into another dimension. Sounds like Kundalini did him dude yeah and he was never the same and he just like he went off the map and he just started he, he did a little documentary about himself he said he started climbing trees as a form Ooh. of like therapy dude. so he just jumps around the tree i mean the trees he climbs are sick they're like banyan trees those giant african ones uh I miss climbing trees. I want to climb some trees. Are those ones in like Madagascar, the big thick boys? Yeah, the big thick boys. Yeah. Yeah, with the little like bit on top. Yeah. With the flat tops, dude. The crew cuts. Yeah. Giant. That's how do you climb those? I don't know. Do you like throw a rope up there? You hear a cat? Yeah, dude. I was. I'm. I'm sitting outside. Some cat just got fucked up, or it's getting in a fight. Oh. Damn. Good for him, dude. Um. He's got more chutzpah than I do, man. He's got some moxie. I was watching. I was watching the. Uh, I was watching the Dick Cheney movie with my girlfriend, and this is how innocent she is, right? You know my girlfriend. She's very. Yeah. She's very sweet. Very nice. Obviously, she doesn't know about that much evil. <laughs> she is very. She's like very. She's she's very like a. Don't take this wrong. She's precious. Like she's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The world is not. You don't want to spoil. Yeah, you don't want to spoil her. Right. She. Uh, so they mentioned waterboarding in the movie Vice because Vice is about like Dick Cheney, and like his rise to power. They mentioned waterboarding in the movie, and she goes, "Isn't waterboarding when they like just drip water on your forehead and it's like a." <laughs> She thought that waterboarding was they just con- was Chinese water torture. They just, no, like they constantly, yeah, they constantly just drip water yeah, on your head. Yeah, that's what Chinese. And you that's what Chinese water torture is. And I was like, no, actually, How, that was the most American thing we could do. Yeah, that's so funny. That's the most American thing we do. There was Chinese water torture, which is like a mental, you know, it's a mental thing. They just constantly drip water on your head. It drives you crazy. Would that and drive you we crazy like, though? That. that would Let's feel good. Pour it on her. Yeah, dude, it was on Mythbusters. Yeah. Throwback to gay Mythbusters. Yeah. Ooh. But um, 
Um, I don't think it feels good because you're like fully strapped to this table and you can't like look away. You just are constantly watching this thing drop on your head. And even if you're not watching, you close your eyes. You don't know when the next drop's coming. And it's like, Ugh. and it just keeps getting. Oh, true. After, it's like, not a rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. You could try to fall in love with it, like that that little intro thing on the beginning of that one Odessa song. It's like gotta fall in love with it. I don't know if you ever heard that one. <laughs> nah, it's like they're talking about some Russian. Singing like about her. Some Russian Singing space. like her. I can't. I can't do it. Like, there's some. Well, I don't know exactly what she says. She's saying something about some Russian spaceman. He was floating around the Earth, and it wasn't until he got to space that he realized there was this clicking coming from inside the cabin. It was starting to drive him crazy. And he realized the only way he would get back to Earth sane is if he fell in love with the monotonous clicking that was mm. plaguing his cabin. That's kind of deep. Shit kind of deep, though. Yeah, and then the song like turns that clicking into a sick-ass bass drop. Yo, did you ever, you ever see that uh, David Bowie predicts Kanye West's birth? Conspiracy theory? No. Uh, so on like um, on this on the album that has Starman is the al- Ziggy Stardust the rise and fall of Rizzi- Ziggy Stardust yeah, yeah dude you should be a music agent um, yeah I should yeah um, I know too much so there the this opening song is called Five More Years right yeah great song and the song Starman is about um, there's a starman waiting in the sky. He'd like to come meet us, but he thinks he'll blow our minds. Thinks he'd blow our minds, yeah. Uh, so basically saying there's a there's a there's almost like a Christ like figure coming down, right? Yeah. Five years and Either three days more or three days less, Kanye West is born after that album. Five more years. Interesting. And if you look at the album art, the street sign above David Bowie says K West. Yo. Yeah. That's crazy because I always thought Ziggy Stardust was like, that was David Bowie writing about himself just being like, that's like his, uh, on stage alias was Ziggy Stardust. Look at, but that would make a lot dude, more sense. Yeah, it says K West on the album before he was ever born. Dude, that's crazy. I'm to re-listen to that album and just like thinking of it as like a a a, a prediction, a prophetization of Kanye West. Yeah, and see like where it all lines up. I bet you there's some shit in there for sure because there's a lot of great songs on there. Very like cryptic wording. Yeah. And then David Bowie's... I'm an alligator. David Bowie's last uh, album before he died was Black Star. And Kanye's a black star. You know? Ayo. There might be there might be something to it. There might be something there. He might have just take, took it and ran with it. Yeah. Which I hope he did. Or not. I don't know. Speaking of conspiracy actually, theories he and aliens should, he, coming... He actually said the, the first draft of the song was... Uh, there's a black Nazi waiting in skies. <laughs> He'd like to hey. come and meet us, but he knows there's but a it... lot of Jews. <laughs> 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 there's a Nazi waiting in the sky. That's pretty good. 
He wants to come and meet us, and he hopes the Jews all die. <laughs> no, yeah. no. See, that's but we're saying, but we're saying, we're not saying we want that to happen. No, I'm just making fun of. Him. That's um, a kind. Yeah, we're making fun of Kanye. Dude, that's crazy because the album's the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust. Oh, is Kanye Ziggy Stardust? That's what I thought we were saying. Well, I mean, there's sort. Of, I mean. It's not like he could have perfectly predicted it. It would add he up. Th- David Bowie thought he was predicting his own thing, but he was predicting Kanye West, actually. You know? I like that. Pretty cool. I like this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But um, back to what I was just saying, though, dude. What were you saying? Aliens. Yo. Are they real? No. Yeah. They're definitely real. Probably. What are you talking about? Definitely. But what was up with all the... The UFOs this weekend, that was fucking weird. We just didn't talk about it. You think they were trying to get... You think one one possibility is they were trying to get the media attention off of all the shit going on in Ohio? Ooh. We've become the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're not doing that. But like The Joe Rogan experience. I was talking with some friends at a Super Bowl party this weekend about the aliens, dude. And they had a good idea that maybe it was just some like rogue rogue teen aliens that were like they've been told their whole lives not to go to earth like they can't go there and they're probably conspiracy theorists like us and they're like oh i'm not saying that we're conspiracy theorists i just mean like humanity in general and they're like oh they won't let us go there because it's so much better than our planet dude and then they like flew here and immediately got fucked up like immediately just came into our atmosphere we're very like shoot first ask questions later yeah planet i guess because we just scrambled some f-22s some f-35s and lit those things up I mean, it's not it's not completely ruled out that um, that UFO Tic Tac that was found in 2019 by the U.S. Navy. Remember that uh, on the infrared yeah, cameras? Yeah. Or they released it all. Yeah, not it's not completely ruled out that that isn't some technology that we don't know about that we have because you know there were ch- the Chinese balloons that happened a week ago. Yeah. Basically, they use those Chinese balloons because they can fly at 40,000 feet. And because they're like balloons, they don't get detected by like our radar. Um, yeah. By like our airspace radar. Um, so people are saying that perhaps the three balloons shot down or the three UFOs shot down recently were because we sort of like cranked up the radar uh to detect small things like that so while there's no look at that dude look at that guy that is my roommate mike <laughs> what's all dude what's all what's all dude oh the guy's sick oh. oh hey fisher look at this and we got a Little dog family's home damn yeah we got a dog what's that fish hey buddy sorry is fisher cool Dude, Fisher's the man. What kind of dog is he? He's a black lab. Damn. Or a chocolate lab. I don't know the difference. But, dude, anyways, basically, they're saying that... they First, they ruled out... The White House press people ruled out. They said, this is not aliens. But they didn't even recover... They didn't even recover the motherfucking wreckage. That they shot down, you know? They're always going to say it's not aliens. Because I think there's like... 
aliens that they know about and if it's aliens that haven't i mean it's on them man if they wanted to come here they should contact us first yeah isn't it crazy though they got isn't it crazy that this is kind of happening around the time that um the nuclear you want to say the nuclear talks are coming uh are revving up the what the the nuclear clock went up the nuclear yeah and the nuclear talks oh went down yeah uh, the nuclear talks all that stuff dude yeah that's i mean yeah it might be because uh i don't know if you know like about earlier nuclear testing or like icbm testing but like we would send nukes to space and they would like to just or like just to test the capabilities of them um and they would just mysteriously get blown up really that we don't know where yeah we don't know where or how they would just detonate once they got up there or we'd just lose them like we would just completely lose them they would just be gone dude i didn't know about this yeah damn i think i like i think it's a bob lazar thing right that's the fucking alien guy oh he said but, that um, yeah he talked about it one time okay well but, it's um, not, so it's not or there was or i saw it on some documentary he was in so it's not public and knowledge. like the theory no yeah but the theory there being that like um um we're not supposed to have that technology or we're just like the monkeys of the galaxy and it's like that's what i think i really think we're like a safari trip for these guys like they just like to pass through and look at us and be like aren't these guys fucking goofy yeah they still and then just move on they still haven't figured it out they're so close but so far yeah fisher you are like way too excited to see me right oh fisher does this thing where he puts his paw up yeah on you like he holds your hand yeah it's adorable nice I wish you could see this right now. It's such a moment between me and this creature. <laughs> Fisher, you beautiful little bastard. You, Dude, Mike uh, always gives my brother shit for dressing his dog up. Like, he doesn't put clothes on him, but he'll put bandanas on. And we would never do that with Fisher. Jesus, Fisher. <laughs> Fisher's a man's dog. Don't fucking eat the mic. He said it looks like a squirrel. Fisher, I'm about to kick you out of here. That was probably that some actually want? very satisfying ASMR for the listeners. Like a dog that was probably really cool. dog sniffing in your ear. That was probably sick, actually. Do- I was trying to get him. Fisher, you want to say something? Give it to him. I said that. I said that he immediately shut his mouth. Damn. Probably hear that. A little sniffy. A little sniff. Mm. Did you just wink at me? I know you can fucking talk. Why don't you just do it? This is your chance. This is your time to shine. Say something. Let the world know you're here. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> He's got. Nothing. What do you think Fisher would sound like? We always like give him a really dopey voice. Hey guys. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah, because that's up. I feel like most dogs have to be like that. Yeah. He's just holding my hand. God damn, I'm getting distracted by this guy. It's okay, dude. There's too much precious stuff in the world. Um, and Fisher's one of those things. You know about the ego, super ego, and id? I think so, but please explain more. All right, so I have a, Elaborate. I have a very elementary knowledge on it. but So basically, the id is all your instinctual psychosexual behavior that happens without you thinking about it. So... Uh, a lot of people compare it to like the devil and it's also like the devil on your shoulder, uh, the bad conscience. Mm. 
and the id exists com- this your like animalistic nature the id yeah the id exists completely in the unconscious and it comes into the conscious at the ego and the ego is really you you're like the filter between the bad conscience and the good conscience the guardian at the gate so the yeah so the super ego is the one that tells you like david goggins type shit that's like you know you gotta run every day and exercise and you're anxious about not doing enough um and the so the 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 super ego can kind of control that's why it's called the super ego because it can kind of determine uh what you do yourself because of anxiety um but the cool thing is if i understand this correctly there's a thing called the pre-conscious basically where do i even know what i'm talking about uh <laughs> doesn't matter dude just go off on what you All right, so like just try try your best the best way to learn something is to to teach it so like the pre-conscious conscious is let's say like the very like a foot a foot in water imagine you're an iceberg the bottom yes. of the iceberg is the subconscious id. the id the... is the id the yeah. unconscious the pre-conscious is like the surface of the water and then the tip of the iceberg at the top is your ego and the super ego is both is half of the <laughs> sounds so retarded <laughs> don't stop being harsh on yourself dude just keep going all right fuck uh you're being too mean to yourself the ego is the top the ego is t- the top of the iceberg and the id is under the iceberg and the super under ego the is oh, there's water running under the water <laughs> this this, this super ego is in the conscience the conscious the pre-conscious and the unconscious it goes all three and basically is this is this from your new book a little bit kind of okay okay but basically you can by asking let me let me see like you can focus on thinking of a question but the answer may not come to you now like you know how you don't you know how you don't really remember um let's see you know how you don't remember certain memories at one time and then something happens they and you, just come they just come to, yeah. come rushing back to you or say this say uh you know you have a dream and then you forget what happens in the dream and then maybe a couple of days later you see something you, you see it. something and it kind of triggers it to like come back up yeah and you're reminded of like a dream from a week ago or something yeah i know exactly what you're talking about so basically you have millions of stuff that exists in your unconscious and then your ego is kind of looking like 
the theories that you can manually trigger those unconscious ideas and experiences to come to the preconscious and then you can remember them so so you can unlock like repressed memories and ideas or or bring that energy back out so is this kind of like the fundamentals of manifestation is that what so this is is yeah we're getting to this but this is also why like the number one way to get better at remembering your dreams and then to also lucid dream oh we're, we'll get to this too because you'll manifest lucid dreaming to write it down writing down your dream right after you wake up is the best way to uh have more vivid dreams and to be able to like remember your dreams better because um you're focusing on what happened what happened in my dream what happened in my dream and then the dream comes to you and you write it down and then that reinforces your attention to the dream for your future dream so that's why it becomes more vivid mm-hmm. so by focusing your ego your you yourself by focusing on an action you can then mold and transform your unconscious id and superego because dreams are completely unconscious right you're asleep yeah you have no control over your dream unless you start writing them down and then you're molding your unconscious to be more attentive and thus your unconscious is more vivid and your dreams are easier to remember because you focus on remembering them and paying attention to them so how do you then lucid dream how do you learn to lucid dream well there's a couple methods number one i've heard several yeah you can believe this is like the hardest one you can just believe wholeheartedly that you will lucid dream this is the hardest one to do because obviously no one can just uh, like obvious you're gonna have like natural doubt and just be like this shit's not gonna work but when I was a kid, you know how you believe in Santa Claus and shit? Yeah. I believed with child... I thought you were going to be like, remember when you were a kid and you believed in God? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but when I was a kid, like elementary school, I believed with a childlike passion. The same for Santa. I once controlled my dream. I lucid dreamed as a child. And then my childlike brain was like, it must be the pillow. My Mm, pillow gave me, I I believed the magic pillow gave me powers to control my dreams. I lucid dreamt four nights in a row. And then obviously I told my friends about it because I was like, my pillow will make you lucid dream. And they said, actually, you're an idiot. I never lucid dreamed again because they put that doubt in my mind they caused a doubt they caused a doubt so they molded my ego myself to be self-conscious and thus me like reaffirming in my brain that i feel like an idiot and no my pillow of course my pillow does isn't actually magical that then formed my unconscious self and thoughts so i never was able to lose a dream again 
But well, that state is still within you. That mental state. Yeah. You just put up a new guardian that like filters that out and says, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But well, there's easier ways to train the adult brain into doing stuff. So yeah, like I was going to say the most, if you understand the, like the science behind it, what's going on. Yeah. Go well, ahead. You're a science. You're a man of science. I had no idea. I guess so. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm somewhat of a scientist. Is always have been. <laughs> you remember that meme? From Spider yeah. from Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Um, but there's more practical ways that one can lose a dream. The most practical way as an adult is they say, have a, a watch on your wrist. Yes. Check it that's, often. Yeah, I was going to say that's a big one. Check it often, and don't just check it mindlessly, but check at it, read the time, look at it, process it. You know, say in your head, this is this time. In your dream, that will be an unconscious habit. And so in your dream, you'll check the watch, and you'll notice that you won't be able – it'll be confusing. And then you'll be like, yeah. oh, this is not reality. This is a dream. These are dream physics. My watch looks all jumbled and doesn't have real numbers on it, and it's hard to read. That's one way. They also say, like, uh, knock on a wall, right? Knock on a wall throughout the day. Um, another another habit of, like, checking your watch, n- keep knocking on wood throughout the day, and then in your dream you'll knock on wood unconsciously, and it won't feel right, or you'll just it, – it just won't feel like wood. Um, and then that'll be your trigger to be like, oh, that's not what how it usually is. Um, but see, this is all – Brady Jones, this is all getting into the science behind what is scientists manifesting. I've been getting deep into the science of manifesting. As gay as it sounds, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get everything I want. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can. Yeah. If you work hard enough for it, it just takes, you know, like anything else. So I was, I was telling but you, it, but at least manifestation where, where it becomes good is in the similar way as that you were saying, like, if you believe wholeheartedly in lucid dreaming, if you believe wholeheartedly in manifestation, then yes, a lot of your energy and time and focus will be on going towards the things you want. So manifestation is really just a, I feel like it's just a, a roundabout way of saying to, you know, stay mindful. Hmm of what you want what do you th- yeah and the best ways to get there you know how they do like Asian dubbing yeah what do you think the Asian Scooby-Doo sounds like because Scooby-Doo already sounds Asian <laughs> <laughs> are you why are you getting off this topic right, sorry I'm just, I thought about it because I was like <laughs> we can go back we can go back to that we could definitely get more into that though we could dive I mean, into that but no I want I wanted, I wanted to flesh this out alright I'm going to put Asian Scooby-Doo dub in the intro song for this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was great. All right. But what I was getting, t- I told you this week, I texted you. We don't, te- we don't text too much anymore because we want to save it for the pod so that the juices are hot. Juices are flowing. I had a, I had a sh- earth shattering. Not earth shattering. It wasn't that big of a deal. But I had a total shift in my belief system. Right? Yes, I was excited to hear about this. I would I mean of course you like of course you already you always know like these little simple truths, but you you forget to put them into practice is basically what happened. Okay. 
So how I've been reading this book. You guys can look at this book. It's on YouTube. It is on. It's called. What is it called? It's called. Sorry, Fisher is freaking out right next to me. So if you guys hear anything, that's just Fisher. Yeah. Rubbing around his little cot outside, just trying uh, to get some attention. Go ahead, Tyler. Three. It's called Three Magic Words, by U. S. Anderson. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. Doesn't have many views. Some of the shit's bullshit, but of course, with everything, there's some truth to it. And there was some. There's some truth. Yep. There is some pretty great truth in this, and I write. I write screenplays and stuff. One of my biggest problems is that I procrastinate and I procrastinate because I identify with the work that I make, what I create, my writing. I identify with it and say that it's mine, but this book basically said, he said my problem outright. He said like, if you're having trouble or have an indifference towards writing because of self-doubt or how everything, when you analyze what you put on the page, it's never up to what you like or your standards, like the movies you actually like and stuff like that. Basically, the, the book said it's something along the lines of like, you were not involved in your own creation. Therefore, hmm. you cannot create. You are only a vessel who can will creation. Mm. So you can either turn the channel on or you can turn the channel off by a matter of will. But but what you dis what comes out of you is not up to you. That's why I can't sit down and just write the best script ever. Because it's not it's yeah. not up to me what I write down and what ideas I come up with. But it is up to me that I at least write stuff down. Right? Yeah. And see what you can. So basically the book is like your problem of why you're 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 you have self-doubt in your work and why you don't decide to write too much is because you identify with what you're doing. When actually you're more of like a servant to the universal mind or to God. In that you're allowing you're allowing creation to happen just by being open to it mm, dude I like this and doing and this made me realize that applying the alpha brain the alpha bro the David Goggins mindset to creative work or work that you like is actually very detrimental to your perspective on creativity because creativity shouldn't be about clocking in and clocking out but it should be more of like a labor of love in that mm -hmm. like there's a book by Stephen Pressfield about the war of art where he basically this keeps popping up he basically says freaking Roy suggested that book to me you just mentioned it and at the 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 bar up the road, the Kaaba bar, she handed it to me today to read. I would read it. I would read it. But some of it is actually, I think, detrimental to the creative process because acknowledging that there is a resistance 
and a resistant force within like your consciousness manifests that resistant force mm. and also it makes you rationalize why there is a resistant force when dwell in my that's where your procrastination that's where my procrastination comes from for sure my rationalization for why i have resistance for working on something is because i'm afraid at the end of working on it i'm not going to like it and thus i'm going to be more i'm going to be less confident in my abilities of writing or doing creative stuff when really i can't have resistance because it's just a matter of putting the foot on the gas pedal or not because this is huge yeah because the work that i do i'm not i'm not the i'm not the one who came up with it basically all all form all all creative things all came from the subconscious mind of a person you know yeah you're just an expression of what the universe is put as your reality yeah that's all you can be what else so all you can do is turn that on or off yeah it was big i don't know dude but this this is kind of cool because like i earlier i was going to mention when we were talking about lucid dreaming like a lot of nightmares come from uh, a pre-lucid state so like if you're having a nightmare in a dream a lot of it comes from uh really like the threshold like the tipping point of right before you go into lucidity and that being that like you'll have some anxiety in your dream. You'll be like, oh no, what if this happens? And then it happens and it's scary. So like you keep willing the wrong thing into your dreams. So that's where a lot of nightmares come from. Mm. It just keeps getting worse. You're like, oh my God, it would be so terrible if this happened. And then it happens. You're like, oh my God, but what if it's this? And then it's even worse and worse and worse. I had a dream like that one time where it was like, I was driving, like I had a dream. I was driving back to my house and I saw my sister riding a bike and I was like, oh my God, what if, you know, like, what if there was an accident or something? And then I like had a dream that she got hit by a car, like went spiraled out of control all the way to the point of like some like rogue meth heads, like trying to break into our house, like from (laughs) like that same crazy thread of thought. But so in a similar way, in in a lucid state, like when you're awake, that's where you're already manifesting, whether you know it or not, you're just pre lucid. And if you, decide to channel that energy towards positive things that would progress you then the good things will happen but if you're not recognizing the power that your thoughts have on your actions you're still in that pre-lucid state where your anxieties are controlling you and controlling the next thing and you create your own you know self-fulfilling prophecies of like oh my god what if what if this is what's happening what if this is this bad thing your anxieties become the control you begin to control you and then you end up feeling like a failure or like you're not reaching your mark because you're holding yourself back through those anxieties because you didn't think you were good enough. You won't be. Mm. Mm. Right. Damn, bro. This is the truth cast. That was good. This is the truth cast. Damn. But truthfully, I think American dub Scooby-Doo, Asian dub (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Oh, I guess really (laughs) <laughs> Ritsubishi. <laughs> Ritsubishi. <laughs> I 
they don't drive around a Volkswagen Beetle. They're driving around a, I don't know what what's like the most Asian car you can think of. A fucking Kia Soul. Yeah. Or a Tuk Tuk. A Tuk Tuk. Yeah, a fucking motorcycle with like a little house on it. Ta-da. <laughs> Mystery Machine. Uh, oh, Ruby Rack. Damn, dude. But yeah, um, I think they're just slamming fortune cookies instead of Scooby Snacks. Yeah, but what I was going to say about also just manif- Sorry. manifesting shit. Manifesting. <laughs> A lot of people think manifesting su- stinks, right? But it's stinky. How, how I kind of explained it to you is that, briefly in our text, is that the hopeful man has a better opportunity than the hopeless man. Absolutely. So the first domino to fall is your decisiveness, your mental decisiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Because nobody, babies aren't created by people who don't want to have babies. Fact? No. Most babies. <laughs> I think there's a lot of accidental babies out there. I'm definitely one of them. All right. Babies don't happen from from people who don't want to have sex. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but he wasn't fully he wasn't fully baby. He's fully human and fully God. Not no demigod. All right. Whatever. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Just look up the Council of Nicaea. You guys will figure it out. What am I getting at? I don't even know. Um, basically, like, your, your conscious self the one who makes decisions can mold your unconscious self. How I said, like, you can train yourself to lucid dream. Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. Your habits. That's kind of what I was touching on with the, like, pre-lucidity of anxiety and what that is. So if you can, instead of thinking so negatively about what you're doing and getting distracted by things, by staying in the moment on top of the task. I think this is the big problem with manifestation because a lot of people, they've been sold this, like, this dream thing of like oh if i just talk about something enough or think about it enough it'll happen and and they don't realize that the manifestation takes just as much it's it's the state of any kind of creation of any sort mm-hmm. any sort of success yeah you have to be focused on it you have to be driven towards it and you have to work towards it it doesn't just happen i can't just be like i'm manifesting a million dollars manifesting a million no it's got to be like how am i going to make a million dollars what am i do? and you're going to mm-hmm. think of different ways if you constantly are thinking about making a million dollars you'll have ideas on how to do it. Eventually you might even be like, that's the one and run with it. Yeah, exactly. If you say you manifest a million dollars, your subconscious will start thinking of ways to make a million dollars. Exactly. Where that could come from. Yeah. It's not a, yeah, you don't like will stuff out of thin air. No, because what you're doing is you're, you're keeping your mind. If you keep it focused on something, then you'll start, to see it mm-hmm. in things you'll see the possibility you'll see the potential for it and you'll you'll be more apt to to capitalize on mm-hmm. it you know 
I'm sure anyone who's an expert at their craft is probably constantly in this state. Mm-hmm. And when they hit flow, that's when they reach like the max output of the brain, mm-hmm. the max capability of what they're able to do because they're so focused on doing something good and they fall so in love with that process and they hit that flow state that like once they have the skills, you know, that builds the skills. And then once you hit that mastery point and you're doing that, that's when you're cranking out, you know, that's when you're cranking out the hits. Yeah. That's when you're making the good stuff happen. So for me being Walter Mitty at work, I'm self-sabotaging myself bad by me sitting here before we get on this podcast saying, I think I'm going to get fired because I can't fucking pay attention at work. That's on, that's on me because I choose to think about other things at work than the task at hand. And I tell myself constantly, well, it's ridiculous to think that for eight hours I could focus on just getting the job done or whatever else, or I'm so behind in my other stores and I'm so, and I should just be like, no, I'm in this store today and this is what I got to get done today. Mm-hmm. I got to order these things, mark it up, whatever, and, and get it done. And just through the transition of coming down here, I feel like I'm always fighting from behind is in my job. I think it, it's created this, you know, I, I've been kind of recognizing a lot of negative feedback loops in my mentality uh, towards a lot of things. And I think this is definitely another one of those negative feedback loops where like I give up on something because before I've even started, I've thought it through a million times and I just don't see how it's going to work out. But I didn't even try. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if it would or not. But if I full heartedly believe, oh, I'm going to get this done today, I'll get it done. Yeah. At le- And at least for the skeptics out there, it's more reasonable to reasonable to believe the guy who thinks he will get it done is more likely to get it done than the guy who doesn't think he'll get it done. Plain and simple. Yeah, I've just created a system in my brain where I can say that I'm going to get something done sometimes, mostly in my current job, where I can say I'll get something done. Mm. And then the first road bump that comes in the way, the doubts all come in at once instead of me being able to fight through the adversity i just go oh i'm so bad at this they already don't like me this that and the other and it's a tough environment at least in my job because i don't get any pats on the back i don't get a lot of attaboys and i don't get a lot of recognition but it's also because i don't do enough to earn that mm. uh or at least with the things i think i'm doing to earn it aren't going noticed and it should be enough for you to recognize it in yourself mm. Is you shouldn't have to rely on others. Now, yes, of course, it's nice for others to, but if you wanted to manifest recognition from others, then you would have to do more to be recognized. You would have to do more stuff to stand out. So what I might be, what I might think is very hard or, or challenging or whatever else, um, or holding me back, it might just be what I should be doing anyway. And then after I accomplish that, I might get what I wanted all along, which is just that you're doing a great job, you know, or we want to promote you uh, instead of guessing at it in thin air. And and for a minute there last week, I was hitting a good stride at work because I thought with the extra responsibilities they were putting on me that I was doing a good job. Mm. But then today I went to the wrong store and it's become a whole thing. And my email was messed up and I was just dead by the end of the day and just looked bad. And I'm like, this is not going to go well, but it, it, it might just be fine. I think that reflects more on my manager than on me not trying to throw him under the bus he's a great guy and it's not on him it was just a simple miscommunication but you can't have miscommunications out there like that uh not that me not going to the right store today fundamentally impacts the company in any like statistically significant way but it is a significant way as far as the microcosm of the company that we're in damn 
Derby. <laughs> what? That was just a good. If it doesn't end, work out in this job. I'll just your fucking rant. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be fine, dude. It always, it always works out. I, I do believe that's where God comes in. Is if, and that might be the only thing I'm really good at manifesting, but I, I do believe prayer is manifesting. At the end of the day, yeah. I fully believe that I'll have everything. You believe in manifesting. I will have everything. Yeah. I, I believe I'll have everything I need and nothing more. Nothing less. Just everything I need. And you know what's also weird? Is that like egotistical people who are like super successful are manifesting and they don't even realize it. Like Kanye is saying how famous he's going to be and he's going to be the most famous person, black man alive. And he, and then he was, or maybe they just knew about it or, or maybe they just have, you know, maybe their ego is more lenient and they don't filter as much in their thoughts. Because I think, I think that the limiting factor of the ego, you mean like they don't, yeah, they don't doubt themselves as much. Yeah. Well, some, they still have a childlike wonder. Right, some people, but some people can be like psychopathic in a way. Oh, absolutely! You like can. Kanye, some, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like less of a filter there. Mm-hmm. That's probably he's yeah. not worried about what he's if what he says is gonna piss people off. He's not worried about it because he thinks he's the greatest. He's not in in some Patrick Bateman kind of way too. Like some guy might not be worried about fucking over his coworker because in his mind, mm-hmm. he's the greatest. Did you watch the? So can did be, you, you watch know. the Kanye documentary at all? No, I watched it like before he became a Nazi, so it was it was when it was cool. But I mean, part of his nature of being very self confident seems to have come from his mom. His mom, there was a portion where he was getting interviewed, or like just the documentarian was at Kanye's house with his mom. His mom memorized his raps and songs from like elementary and like middle school and just loved them. So every time Kanye would come home, he he would have a giant supporter of his work. So he would feel super confident. So he was getting reaffirmed that he was great. And that's maybe why subconsciously he doesn't ever second guess himself because he had 18 yeah. years at home with someone telling him how great he was mm-hmm. i i completely believe that and i was actually funny enough i was thinking about that the other day i was like when i have kids i'm just gonna like whatever they're into i'm gonna support them on it like just to like boost their confidence because i think a big thing for me coming up my parents were very supportive they let me do anything i wanted to and what what caught me though was my brother was not he was not as open-minded to some of the things i did Mm -hmm. and um i'm not hating on him i love the kid to death and he was just a kid too so i don't blame him Mm -hmm. i was different than him and you know when someone's different from you you know i don't know if it comes from a place of jealousy or whatever or envy or anything like that i don't care i think it was just being a kid and a lot of the things I was interested in that I totally could have, you know, played out more in my mind, I would doubt myself because I was like, oh, I don't want to get made fun of for this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do this because this is going to, you know, this isn't the cool thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, that led all the way up until like in high school. Me, I stopped taking art classes because, well, that was more of a personal decision. I think I just like, I didn't want to be, you know, doing four years of art. One part of it was probably that, but the other thing was I just didn't like the way the art classes were in high school where it's like I was being told what to do. I'd rather be handed the tools and told to explore it. Mm. I felt like that would be more of an artistic thing than be like sitting in classes learning like, you know, today we're going to learn how to draw this flower. It's like, I don't need to know how to draw that flower. I need to know how to use these pastels. And I want to be able to do what I want with the pastels. And if Mm -hmm. I want to draw a flower, I'll draw a flower and I'll draw a flower my way. And that's artistic expression. That's creativity. And if that gets, you know, that part, if that gets nurtured, then you've got a, you know, got a creative force on your hands. Should we switch over to the Patreon? Hell yeah. Guys, this wasn't the most comedic talk ever, but this is just a little, this is a little origin Dude, story. I think we got a little bit of everything in there. It was pretty funny at first. You're, yeah. I don't know. Don't be hard on yourself, dude. You're being, no, I'm saying, you're, oh, you're bringing negative no, stuff in. No, 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 I'm not this. bringing the negative stuff, but we advertise it as a comedy podcast, but guys, it's not. It's going to be whatever we're into at the time. Yeah, man. We're going to make you think about shit. And also, Asian Scooby-Doo. We literally made you think about shit earlier. Asian Scooby-Doo cool. is for free. That's just for free. Yeah. You can have that. Yeah. Tell your, You can look that up later. Tell your buddies about probably that. probably curious about it now. Steal it. Say, yo, guys, what does Asian dubbed Scooby-Doo sound like? I bet it sounds pretty similar to regular Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but saying a bunch of Asian shit, which is probably hilarious to hear Scooby-Doo <laughs> yeah. say Asian things. Yeah, does he mispronounce yeah, dude, Asian Happy words? Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, sorry. All right. We'll get off the. <clears throat> no, you're yeah, good. We'll get off the Scooby Doo. No, we'll we'll continue this, but you'll have to get the Patreon here. You guys have in the to spirit get the of Patreon. Valentine's Day. I love all of you unconditionally, mm-hmm. and uh, you're valuable. And probably ninety eight percent of the things that you're doing are worth it, and you're doing a good job at them. And don't don't doubt yourself so much. Uh, the other two percent are probably that devious little uh, monkey brain of yours and. Maybe maybe some of those things you should doubt, but not not yeah. the productive things. You deny the id, my friends. Deny that. Deny the sure. id. You don't want to be a little monkey boy. And affirm the super ego. Don't want to be another. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean to be a super. Nah, be super ego. Do it. You're worth it. You only got to guaranteed one one chance at this. So go ahead. Yeah. Go nuts. All right, guys. All right. This was Slide to the Alpha Regiment, episode three. Goodbye. Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. It's the Alpha Regiment podcast. Listen to it in the car. Listen to it at work. Listen to it and do not watch pornography. Studies have shown that individual pornography use may be negatively correlated with partner sexual satisfaction. Do you want to pound pussy? Then don't watch pornography, you dumbest beta cup.